back to the More Than Lucky podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Lear. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. All my lucky listeners, I hope you feel you share in my luckiness. So excited to share another episode, talk about what's been going on since then. Talk about the manifesting challenge I did last month. And also talk about lucky girl syndrome. How blown away was I when that started coming up in the news and I found out that other people share somewhat of a similar perspective. I think there's a bit of a mix of different perceptions on that. And I'm really excited to chat a little bit about my perspective on lucky girl syndrome on the more than lucky podcast. What could be more appropriate? So since my last episode, what have I done? I've done a lot of cool stuff. One of the exciting things I've done since my last episode was that I created and received in the mail the printed photo album I made from the photo shoot I had for my 40th birthday. I was really overwhelmed by the prospect of putting this album together at one point trying to choose layouts, which pictures should I fit together? What pictures do I pick? I think there was like 200 that Wade sent me. And I think I landed about, including about 40 of them to have variety from the different locations and looks and all that kind of stuff. Interestingly enough, I felt like something just sort of snapped in me one evening and I'm like, I'm ready to do this. And so I got my stuff together. I logged onto the website. I started assembling it. And I came up with something I was really happy with. I think maybe it took me an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Sent it to my sister for her input just to make sure I wasn't missing anything that she thought I could do differently because I really appreciate my sister's input when I'm making big decisions. Uh, And I sent it to print and I got it just the other day. I was so excited. It is huge. It is a coffee table book celebrating me, my life, my joy. And I'm so excited to share it with my family and friends and show it off. This is really a keeper. I'm so proud of myself and this coffee table book all about me is everything. So if you're looking to make some really great photo albums, I really recommend Milk. They have a great online service. They have different templates. It was easy to pop in my photos. And the book that they sent me is incredible quality. So I really encourage you to check that out. If you have some photos, maybe it's from a special life occasion or your children or just an amazing vacation, I really, really recommend using Milk and you'll get a beautiful photo album sent to you. What else have I been doing? Uh, I've been focusing on having fun. I went to New York for work and I spent a bit of time visiting friends that I hadn't seen since pre-pandemic. So that was a really huge highlight We saw an amazing show on Broadway called Ohio State Murders. Uh, It was a play. It was really well done and really definitely made you think. 
Um, definitely. I recommend it, although I think that was closing night when we were there or closing weekend. Um, but how are you having fun? I would love to hear from all of my listeners. You can reach me at more than lucky podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to know what you're doing to have fun. Or if you took a stab at the manifesting challenge this year. So that was the other big thing going on in January um, was the Gabby Bernstein manifesting challenge. I was really excited to do it, but once I actually got going, I felt like I was having a hard time getting traction and feeling like I was really sinking myself into manifesting something that I really had some blocks up around. So I found sort of at the beginning of the challenge, I was floating around from a few different ideas. And then towards the end, I was sort of doing some of the daily challenges and blocks doing two or three in the evening. And I think it was at that point where I was feeling frustrated for not feeling like I was being authentic with myself and what I was working towards. But I think it was at that point it was really revealed to me what I was having a hard time saying. So I think this is one of those opportunities like to take it as a reminder that even though I've had some really great success and the things that I put out in the manifesting challenges for myself the last couple of years. So I got towards the end of the challenge and I had the, why isn't this working in my mind? Why isn't this clicking and making me feel excited? And then I had the aha moment where I realized what it was that I was trying to ignore or pretend wasn't a big deal. When really it is a big deal for me. I have great faith in so many other things in my life. But this is definitely one area where I'm trying to relinquish my own plan so that the greatness of the plan that exists for me can come to fruition. I really enjoyed being a part of the Facebook group for this year's manifesting challenge as well. I find it really fascinating how so many people are just in different spaces with learning how to tap into some of the tools that Gabby shares through the manifesting challenge. Well, in the Facebook group, People are sharing their experiences, what they're struggling with, what they don't understand, what doesn't mean anything to them. And so for me, it's also an affirmation of everything that I have learned and that I can offer guidance and answers and share my experiences that are of value to people who are starting out on the journey. I spent a lot of time throughout the challenge thinking about my home, my work and my podcast sort of really wanting to see these different parts of my life flourish in the days ahead. But really at the end of the challenge, maybe that's the gift of it, is just really realizing that the thing I do struggle with is what my future family looks like. And that could take on so many different looks. And I know that and it can and will be beautiful. And so I just want to allow myself 
to enjoy the journey of getting there as well. So I think if you ever find yourself in a similar space where you don't know what it is that you're asking for, what you're manifesting, what you're trying to focus on, or even just what's bugging you, it might be the thing that you don't want to talk about. And only you can really know what that is. So what can I do in the meantime? I can ask to be ready. I can focus on me. I can focus on my health and just ensure I'm doing all the right things to set my life up. And I think it also comes back to my fear of change. Even that kind of change is scary. But I know it's possible and lots of people have had lots of different types of experiences. So I know however that arrives in my life, I will be able to handle it. So excited to talk about lucky girl syndrome. This started popping up on TikTok, social media. I read some articles about it and it just sort of made me really giddy inside. When I first came across it, I was just squealing, realizing I'm not the only one. For a number of years, maybe 15 years, I've gone by the moniker lucky girl, feeling like the luckiest girl in the world. And it really just came up because I found myself saying that phrase to myself at so many different times I truly felt like the luckiest girl in the world and I would just say that and so then it just became the way I thought of myself and I think when I became aware of it and kept repeating it it really had an impact on my own mindset because it almost becomes the expectation and not so much the surprise that I am the luckiest girl in the world, that it's not shocking that I would lose my driver's license and credit card at a subway station extremely far from my house, and that someone might find it there and come downtown and leave them for me in my mailbox. I almost didn't even realize they were missing by the time that they'd shown up. And I was just in shock. For me, that's one of those moments I feel like the luckiest girl in the world. But I also know genuinely I'm the person that would do the same thing. A credit card and a driver's license are really significant. And so I would go the extra mile to get that to the owner if there was a way that I was able to. So I think that's a really important part of it was that I just started saying it to myself out of gratitude, sheer, sheer gratitude. But then it really just became the mindset of how I operate because I know I want to put that out there for other people. And so I know that it, that good karma, let's call it, would return to me. I think it's really tricky, though. As I looked at some of these articles, what really struck me, and I feel like it's different from myself, was that it was suggesting that some of these influencers or people on social media on TikTok talking about this lucky girl syndrome have what they described as a toxic positivity. And I thought that was really interesting. So what is toxic positivity? I think toxic positivity could be what we think of as having rose-colored glasses on to an extreme degree, perhaps where you're not considering 
certain facts and logical information that might be right in front of you. But I also saw a conversation about how toxic positivity has a risk of having someone communicate in a way that doesn't feel inclusive or a bit of the white privilege kind of aspect to it. The time that a police officer brought home my purse that I had lost on the road while I was intoxicated the night before. I can think of so many people who wouldn't be to have a police officer return their wallet to them simply because of other judgments. So I think being unaware of that type of privilege can certainly set you up to be insensitive to what's going on in other people's lives. But that being said, I think for myself, my lucky girl mindset is more deeply rooted in my gratitude rather than the expectation of, oh, I get all the good karma for I don't know what reason. I think the lucky girl syndrome has a bit of a negative bias too in some of those senses. I think there are some really good points about it just doesn't account for some of that bias in the world like I was talking about those inequalities. But it also doesn't necessarily on the surface seem to allow space for negative feelings, which we simply can't ignore in our lives. I know whenever someone reaches out to me and says they're really upset, something bad has happened, and it's just frustrating and not like, an emer- a life in danger kind of situation. But I'll always say to someone, let yourself cry it out. Let yourself have your moment. Take your time about it. But then there is sort of a space too where you need to choose to get on and take action or move on in whatever the most healthy way from your point of view is. So I think that sort of fits into maybe that toxic positivity where it can seem fake and you're not being realistic to what's really happening. And sometimes we are in really negative situations and things are really awful and we're not going to feel lucky. And that's okay. We're allowed to have those moments. I think we only sort of get into danger is that when we start to carry those moments with us for too long. And I think like similar to that toxic positivity, it can really just lead to making yourself feel bad or letting other people feel bad Um, because I do think there's that fake persona of the toxic positivity that isn't really giving an authentic perception of how the good always comes with the bad. The other thing that they talked about with lucky girl syndrome is the affirmations. Affirmations within themselves are not enough much like how just jogging isn't enough to lose weight. (laughs) It's a whole holistic thing that you have to really think about. But I think, again, it comes back, affirmations are not enough. It's really, for me, it's the gratitude. And it's the gratitude of feeling like I'm lucky and choosing the perspective out of any situation. I'm like, where I can see how I was so lucky. Even a few weeks ago when I was coming home from New York, I was feeling really sick. A really bad cold was coming over me. I was feeling frustrated. 
I was really tired and run down from attending a conference and working some really long days. And travel itself is just wearing as well. And on my way home, I just had a really difficult travel. My flight got delayed and then it got canceled. I got scheduled on a flight for the next day. And then I got scheduled to another flight for the same night, but I had to go to another terminal. And so I could have easily been in that situation, just felt really frustrated and mad. And I certainly was. But once I got to that counter and the agent told me that I still got to go home tonight, that was the best news in the world. And especially since I was at the back of the line for the changes at the check-in at the flight counter. I just wasn't feeling optimistic, but I just, I stuck with it. I had patience and I had faith that either I'd have a decent hotel room I could stay in that night and get the flight that I'd been booked on the next morning or that somehow I was going to get home that evening because it did seem very clear to me that There were no flights grounded in Toronto, and it was possible to fly there. Um, And thankfully, Delta knew how to fly there. (laughs) And I did get home. I felt really awful by the time I got home. I was so grateful, so grateful to be in my own bed that night, to turn on my own TV and just be in my home. And with how awful I felt the next morning, waking up even more sick, I was glad to be waking up and feeling awful in my own home. And so even in those moments, even in those really tough moments, I chose gratitude and I was just thankful to be home. I think another really important part about my own view of lucky girl syndrome is the ability to choose your own storyline. And that's sort of where you have the opportunity to look for gratitude or to make a slight adjustment. I think that's one of the things Gabby talks about that I think is really cool. It might not be realistic to make a huge shift from being angry to happy, but maybe you can make a shift from angry to frustrated. (laughs) And even that within itself is a shift moving in the right direction. And so I think the opportunity and the ability to rewrite the storyline that makes you feel good and allows you to persevere, find resilience within yourself, I think that's a really important part of what makes me feel so lucky is that I am able to identify the storyline that helps me feel resilient. I think there's also the fact of lucky girl syndrome that I can't explain. (laughs) I do win stuff. I get given stuff for free. People give me tickets to things. I've spent a number of years not being willing to pay to go to see the theater in Toronto because I knew odds were I'd get to go go for free (laughs) because I had an amazing friend that would always take me with her. And so I can see how some of that is really privilege and how that's played a role. But I think also it's the outcome of having quality friendships that people think of me, that they know I think of them. People have appreciation for me in the way that I have appreciation for them. And even that 
gratitude in that reverse sense, that really adds to the whole part of the lucky girl syndrome because when you have that exchange of gratitude, you have really strong relationships and people come to you, they rely on you, they trust you, they think of you and they want to care for you in the way that you would for them. And I saw that even recently uh, someone had mentioned to me that a friend had offered them a new bike and a new TV that they weren't using anymore. And they weren't urgent things that the person was looking to have in their home. But it's just the bond of that friendship right there that created this lucky situation that someone had thought of someone else and the generosity and gratitude came into play together. I think at the end of the day, I've never won the lottery. I don't have the millions. And maybe I do win often and maybe I don't when the numbers are calculated. And I have my friends and my nieces that have the perception of me being lucky as well. But as to whether I am or not, At the end of the day, I don't even think that really matters because I'm choosing an attitude of gratitude that really makes my life feel good. It gives me a really beautiful outlook and it gives me a lot of joy and the ability to appreciate the journey and the experiences that I'm having. And so simply at the end of the day, I'm thankful and I try to have faith that things will work out. And if you don't believe things will work out, you won't be able to see the opportunity for it to be so. You may be unreceptive. So I'm going to repeat that just to make sure it's clear. If you don't think things will work out, you likely aren't going to see the opportunity with how it could work out. That moment might go right by you because you don't see it's possible. And that stands for so many things. That stands for getting a refund at the store. We believe someone wants to help us. And so we ask and they say yes. And it is the same for relationships. If we don't believe we're deserved or if that something isn't going to happen for us. We're totally going to miss the moment, the person, the opportunity where it does exist. It could float right by us because we are more focused on keeping our eyes closed and rejecting these possibilities than having our hearts, our minds, our souls, our being open to the possibilities that we can't even fathom for ourselves. And whenever you feel that roadblock, for me, for me, that's a really important prayer. When I feel like I don't know how something is going to happen, I don't know how it's going to work out, I feel frustrated. How can I give it to God and give it to the universe and ask for my heart, my soul, and my mind to be opened, to be open to opportunity, to possibilities, to conversations, to new knowledge? so that I can grow, so that I can evolve, and that I can make different decisions that really make sense for me in my life. In a similar vein, there's things that we can do to cultivate this 
lucky girl mindset. I think one easy way to cultivate is having a gratitude journal. If you like writing things down, you could put it in your phone. You could have a little notebook. There's so many different ways to approach that. But having a gratitude journal and just mentally pausing and really saying, what am I thankful for among all of this? That's a great way to start cultivating that mindset. If things are feeling really frustrating, I think another one of Gabby's practices of focusing on what's thriving, I think that's another way to cultivate a different point of view and to find some gratitude in difficult situations. I think even in the most difficult moments and frustrations, we can still pause and say what's thriving, even in a micro sense. It's important to have appreciation for the simple things. My boyfriend teases me that I just get excited about everything, and I do. Sometimes I'm just really excited to have my triple X vitamin water, and I'm like, yes, this is exciting. Um, or sometimes I'm just really excited for the sunshine and just all those simple things. And especially when the big things feel frustrating, the beauty of life is in those simple things. It's in that little bird chirping that's sitting in the bush as you walk by. It's in the squirrel that runs away. It's in the flowers blooming or the sun shining or listening to the rain beat down on your window. Gratitude for the simple things in life is really important. And I think when you're having gratitude, it's so much easier to have fun in life. The truth is, fun doesn't always just happen, but we have to be intentional about it. We have to do exciting things for ourselves, create new experiences, see new things, do new things, talk to different people. You know what's fun for you in life. And for some people, that's being all by themselves at home, building a puzzle or playing video games. Sometimes there is a lot of joy to be found there. And we have to cultivate those moments in our life as well, or we be, can easily find ourselves rushing through life, feeling frazzled, and just trying to serve other people's expectations. But we need to pause and have fun, enjoy the relationships around us with our family and our friends, even our coworkers, not make it also business, um, but stop to have fun. Ask people how their day was, share a story from your weekend, tell people about a new recipe that you tried or how a squirrel in your wall was keeping you up last night. It's a fun and funny story. And just even sharing those little moments really add positive light and energy to your day. And I think having fun is also a really important part of that lucky girl syndrome mindset. It's more than a mantra. It's the mindset. I think you guys have heard it from me. It's rooted in gratitude and it's also rooted in a choice to have that point of view. We can be anything that we want to be. We can be the luckiest girl in the world. We can be a somewhat lucky person, or maybe we just view ourselves as eh, average, good enough. And that's okay too. You have to choose what's right for you, as it is with so many things in life. 
I would love to hear from each of you what you think about lucky girl syndrome. What stands out for you? Please send me comments, stories, comments, DMs on Instagram at more than lucky podcast, or you can find me at Gmail at more than lucky podcast at gmail.com. So that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Honest to God, I feel really lucky that I'm able to do this. I feel really lucky that I'm able to share my experiences, share my stories with you. And I hope it helps open up your mind, opens up your heart and encourages you to move in directions that you really want to move in your life. Anything is possible. Great change is possible. The only other thing I'll add to that is sometimes it just doesn't happen at the pace we want it to. But the biggest change comes in really long stretches. Well, I can look and see how I might be different from how I was six years ago, six months ago. (laughs) I'm extremely different from who I was six years ago, for sure. And I think even just taking that pause and that consideration in your own life just reminds you to give yourself really long runways with making shifts in your mindset, changing your habits, or just changing your point of view. So that's it for the More Than Lucky podcast this week. Thank you so much for listening. I really look forward to hearing from you. And I'll be back again next month. Bye!